Welcome to season two of the First Tee Jitters podcast, unofficially brought to you by Bush Light. Bag up, bag up, bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Every golfer on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. What are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm fixing a divot. Oh. He's fixing a divot. So this is episode two of season two of the first tea jitters podcast uh, i guess we're kind of doing our master's recap and a bunch of other stuff um you want to know what i did today have you ever have you ever cried watching an animated movie i think coco made me tear up a little bit i just watched that recently i watched toy story 4 today and cried like a baby I remember watching Toy Story 3 and almost losing it. Like when they're about to die, like go into the fire pit, then the yeah. claw saves them. The, yeah, but it's like, it's pretty dramatic. All, you know, all those characters you grew up with are about to die together. And Toy Story 4 was a different kind of sad. And I think it was, I mean, it was like a good story, but I think it was sad because I don't, I, I doubt there's going to be any more Toy Story movies after this one. So that part was kind of sad. Did you listen to shout out the rewatchables podcast? Is that why you watched Toy Story 4? They just did one on Toy Story last week. Uh, I did listen to the Toy Story one, and they just now put out a Home Alone one. I listened uh, to that today. I haven't listened to that one, but I listened to the Toy Story one. But Jackson likes uh, Buzz and Woody, so we've watched all the Toy Story movies now in the last like week. Nice. Um, Great series. Yes, it is. I am going to play golf tomorrow because I don't have any other responsibilities. Where is your golf game at right now? Have you Has anybody played since last week? I literally don't even have my clubs. My, my golf game is packed away in a storage shed in Williamsburg currently with my parents. So it, that's where my golf game is. Solid. Uh, I have not played since our last podcast. I've mostly worked and watched golf, so – Nothing new to report. I'll let you know tomorrow how it goes. I always feel really optimistic that I'm going to break 80 now, but I haven't. I mean, I have twice total now ever, but it's been a while now. You're, well, you're, you're the craziest person I know with golf. Like, how how long are you planning on going? I mean, are you going to play into December, January? Yeah, I don't. the, the cold doesn't bother me. Well, we've got our tournament that Wes needs to play in in December. The, the I'll, Vista Lakes. I'll talk to him tomorrow. I'll see who's there. Please I do. I can't imagine it would be that difficult to set something up. It's just going to depend on how much how much they like charge to do that. Because most pe- most people that do big tournaments like that have like sponsors and all kinds of stuff. Well, just ask them if they can, like, put the scoring together for us and they might charge, like, a little something on top. But I feel like worst comes to worst, we can just book, like, 
eight tee times in a row on one Saturday in December and probably be fine. Yeah, well, I just I just talked to him, and I'm sure it'll be. Like I said last week, it's it's uh, going to be December in Buena Vista, Virginia. I don't think there's going to be a uh, strong turnout. <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you know how many people are there tomorrow when I go. I don't. Are you guys actually you actually doing a tournament? I don't know. It would be sweet if we could just get a bunch of people we know to play and just play like Captain's Choice tournament. It'd be the first first T Jitters tournament, Brady. Right. I like it. You could sleep in Wes's guest bedroom. <laughs> I'm, sleeping on, I'm sleeping with his dog. I've already called his dog bed with Murphy. Uh, my dog buried a chicken leg in his bed today, so got in the trash can and got a, a bag of fried chicken out. After after Halloween, one day when we were gone, he got all of Jackson's Halloween candy. He didn't eat any of it, but he took pieces of candy and just went and hit them all through the house. He's smart. Um, so obviously the Masters just finished. DJ won pretty easily. It, I guess it was in question there for a little bit on Sunday, but I'd say after he got past like six or seven, it wasn't really close after that. Yeah, he just had a little hiccup, and he usually usually does that once around. But, I'm just uh, I'm yeah. glad that he finally. I don't want to say choked away, but I'm I'm glad that he finally won after leading on I was, Sunday morning. I was rooting for Cameron Smith though, not not because I had wanted him to win or anything, but I just you just want somebody to make it interesting and it just wasn't interesting. I mean, I had it on the second TV on Sunday while I was watching football, but I kind of turned it off and just he just kind of ran away with it. For whatever reason, when it comes to golf, I I want all the big names to win. Like, I got nothing against Cameron Smith and a lot of those guys. And I think it'd be cool if they won, like, the the Houston Open or the Wells Fargo or something like that. But I like I like it when big names win big tournaments. And Cameron oh, yeah. Smith might be a big name eventually, and I hope he does win some big tournaments. But I wasn't rooting for him, but I was rooting for him to get up there and, and you know, get within a stroke. Make Just make DJ make a putt on 18 to win it rather than – I mean, you just knew he was going to win it. It was just kind of a an afterthought. Williams boy, honest Abe. Yeah, dude, he played great until uh, Sunday. Um, he just, yeah, like his he's, his short game is so steady, and he just kind of fell apart with that on Sunday. Which he's been really close at a lot of tournaments. He just, yeah, he doesn't shine away from the spotlight, which is pretty cool to see from a young guy. And. Uh, I mean, I mentioned his caddy last week, but I think his – I looked at his caddy's Instagram followers, Dale. He went from 7,000 to, like, 11,000 yeah, from over the weekend. So. Dale, I think Dale gained a little popularity this week. Well, he's, I, thought I watched his uh, – you sent me his hot dog review. Yeah, he does hot dog reviews at every every town he's at. It's pretty funny. Um, like I said, he was playing at the Ocean Course that Saturday before the Masters, and uh, I didn't get a caddy for him, but – yeah, apparently he was chatting everybody up. So, nice guy. We need to do food reviews. Pizza and hot dogs are taken. Uh, I think we should do hibachi reviews. I think we should try to seek out a hibachi restaurant once a month, and we can take turns. <laughs> the official podcast of hibachi-style food. I love it. 
I like it too. There's not a whole lot of hibachi choice around here, but I'll give it my best shot. Like I said, we could rotate. We could do it like once a month. So everyone has a little bit of time. I mean, you don't want to eat hibachi. William, I I really want to take you to the one. There's one in Washington, Pennsylvania, near my brother's house that they take sake and squirt it in your mouth, and you get to you get to have it as long as you can you can keep going until you tap out. I've never had sake. Oh, and and like sake from a hibachi place is like the shittiest sake you could ever like. If you drink like high end sake, it does not taste anything. Like it's just like shitty rice wine that gives you the worst hangover <laughs> sounds, sounds yep. appetizing. oh it's great uh i remember a couple years ago hibachi restaurant down here was doing uh it was uh two hibachi meals for 50 bucks and it was three crafts of sake two sapporo beers uh the whole meal and the dessert it was 50 bucks for two people it was like the best thing <laughs> getting drunk on valentine's day <laughs> um tiger struck well didn't struggle tiger actually played well for a while um and we're going we'll do our the full recap a little bit later but just kind of hitting highlights tiger um Pulled it back together there at the end. Rory struggled the first day and then played really well for three days. Bryson sucked, which was sweet. I was so happy about that. And it also not his his being sick excuse stuff kind of aggravated me. That was stupid, and like him saying that it's a par sixty-seven is like the biggest slap in the face to the masters you could possibly say yeah i'm really glad and, he played the way and yeah and then sunday after dj won a reporter asked dj like what par was for him he's like uh 72 on the scorecard it's 72 it's like you don't disrespect that golf course and like all the tradition that the place has it's because you gained 30 pounds of muscle and hit it 30 yards longer than you did doesn't mean you can disrespect Augusta National. What did you guys think of the way that it that it looked in the fall? I, I thought oh, the, sweet. I thought the camera looked kind of weird. Like some of the the highlights I saw. I don't know if it was maybe just the. I think there were some spots where the grass probably wasn't as plush as it normally is. Like there were some areas, like on the on the sides of like hills behind greens and stuff, you could tell a few times. But as far as like the visual aspect of Augusta in the fall. I thought it was sweet. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool because you could actually see a lot of the course, like how it's actually laid out. Because in the spring, in April, it's like that place is just so packed that it's just you just see fans along the fairways and like the trees. And there were a lot of really cool like drone shots that I hadn't seen before that showed like the course from pretty far up high. And if you've ever looked at a map of Augusta or like a, like if you go on Google maps and look at satellite image of um, the golf course, it's kind of confusing to see where holes are going. And it was kind of cool to see a lot of that with the stuff that they were doing. I've never been to Augusta National, but I've driven past there and it's, it's just kind of confusing in general. Like, 
the course is right next to a Hooters and like a and like a little shitty shopping center. So it's yeah, it's kind of kind of confusing that you know the nicest golf course in the United States is in a kind of weird town in Georgia, but hey, it works. It does work. It works very well. Um, before we do all our full Masters recap, I wrote down a couple things on here. Did y'all get the notes and stuff? I didn't know if I got it sent out or not. Yeah, I think yep. you sent it from your wife's email somehow, but yeah, we got it. Yeah, it's, it's her iPad. She owns everything that I have. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but I've had this thing in here for a while and we hadn't really gotten into it. But I know both me and you, Brady, both mentioned that the scariest shot for us in golf is a bunker shot. And yours was specifically with other three other people on the green and, and you in the bunker. And mine was just the bunker in general I'm terrified of. I've, I've done some thinking about it, though. And I, I think maybe it's not the scariest shot. It's just the shot that I have the least confidence in. I think the one that's the scariest is an irrational fear, and it's when you're you're teeing off in front of other people because you you generally hit it well, but you're always scared. Like I really don't want to hit this, you know, three feet in front of me and have have everybody laugh. Whereas I don't think they would do that as much in the in the in the bunker. So kind of some of the pressure's off. Yeah, and sp- like Brady, that that's yeah, that's a great fear. And to just add on to that, it's like if someone's letting you play through. Like a bunch of old people. (laughs) And not even on a tee. The worst for me is, like, I've gotten to the point where I feel fairly comfortable hitting off the tee that I'm not just going to, like, dribble it a few feet in front of me. It might not go straight, but it's going forwards at least. So I'm not worried off the tee. But, like, if if I'm hitting, like, a 50-yard chip shot up onto a green and somebody's up in front of me and they're like, I just go ahead and, and come on through, never fails. Yeah, that's a tough distance because that's like a shot you probably don't practice too often. My, and, uh, my golf it's tough. pretty much only consists of me just playing golf. I don't really – probably would help out a lot if I would actually practice certain shots, but I just like to play. It's the best way to get better, Wes. I know. That's what they say. Uh, my most feared shot is a uh, – tee shot that is uh, set up to a dog leg right with my right to left shot because I can't really keep it in play or I have to just like bun it out there the rest of us are complete opposite I'm sure yeah anything, anything going right to left I'm pretty yeah. well screwed unless an accident happens you know what else is scary is the the putt when you're playing captain's choice and you're the second one up and it's close enough that you should make it but you have to make it. That's the one that that makes makes you pucker up a little bit. Yeah. Any kind of putts like that. If you have a if you have like a mid-range putt that you should probably get close and you miss hit it a little bit and leave yourself like 3 feet, like you should probably make a 3-footer, but at the same time it's enough to scare you into missing it i think it's just it's it's when you're playing it on the teams and and nobody's giving you a gimme and it's it's the one that's just like a joke it's like yeah like this would normally be a gimme but i'm gonna put it anyways but the <laughs> back of your head, you're like i could still miss this yeah no one wants to miss the 18 inch putt 
I have plenty of times. I think we all have. Um, so I wrote, I wrote down about Payne's Valley a while back, and we just haven't had a chance to talk about it. But did any of you watch when they all played there? Uh, I, I didn't get to watch it live, but I watched the highlights, and I've done some research. Um, it looks pretty cool, and it's really, like, not that expensive for all the publicity it's getting. Yeah, no, I, mean, it's, I didn't think so either. Really? How much is it? It's like a hundred fifty to two hundred bucks, but yeah, I'm actually gonna be out there next week, and I was uh, I was about to say Brady because your girlfriend's from Kansas City, right? Uh, she she lives out in uh in Springfield. We're going out to her her parents' place for Thanksgiving, and they had mentioned that, and I was like, I'm definitely not good enough to play that course. I'm not gonna spend that kind of money, but I don't know. Maybe I think you should go check it out. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I would, and you know, Branson is the uh, Myrtle Beach of Missouri. They've got <laughs> they got everything you need. They got medieval times, but but hibachi. <laughs> I don't. That's not the first time medieval times has been mentioned on this podcast. I don't think. I think you're. A, I think you're a big fan of uh, dinner and show places, aren't you? I well. Yes, I like Kibachi, but I've never been to Medieval Times. And uh, Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick and Cable Guy just <laughs> sells the shit out of it. Andy Dick is the king. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movies, Cable Guy. Well, hello, Tyler. Hello. We were, t- we're talking about uh, uh, Payne's Valley, the Tiger Woods public course. The first Tiger Woods public course. Did you watch him play a few weeks ago? I did. Pretty sweet. Brady's going to go play it for us and, and tell us how it is. I thought it was only 150 250 bucks or something. Yeah. Not too and bad. they have a 19th hole, which was that, like, extra hole that they all played with. Yeah. With Gary Player and yeah. Arnold Palmer. Or, or not Arnold Palmer. Yeah, it was tough for him to play it. But, yeah, um, Probably would have still played better than me. Yeah, that's me too. But I wrote that down because if you if you're playing a competitive, like if, if the four of us went there and played, and we finished 18 holes and had our scores, and then we went to the 19th hole, and one of us got a got a hole in one, I'm assuming that that counts as an actual hole in one. But oh yeah. How do, oh, you, sure. do you have to put a disclaimer on that when you tell people for that situation? No, I think you, I think you would like kind of brag about it. It wouldn't really right. be a disclaimer. Be like, it'd be like, yeah, I got a hole in one at Payne's Valley at, Ti- at Tiger's Course, the nineteenth hole, because it's already like kind of famous and the course is brand new. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm about too. I don't think there's any disclaimer. I think if somebody asked just out of the blue ass if you got a hole in one i think you can say yes and that's good enough for me yeah it's a cool story you know everyone whenever they say they have a hole in one they they tell the story and that's a cool story to go along with it you drinking a bloody mary yeah i'm just drinking uh vodka grape juice and soda water Oh, like with a, a like with a tie-dye Dale Earnhardt shirt on. 
sick. I, this is one of my quarantine activities. Oh, another quarantine activity. Are you needing? <laughs> are you needing to be quarantined? Not yet. Okay. So I tie-dyed uh, one of my caddy jumpers. Do you get to wear that when you're working? Well, this is mine from last year. This is my new one. We just got them today. Oh, nice. Because okay. we're because uh, we're uh, going into our winter uniforms. But yeah, I tie-dyed that over. Uh, quarantine when we when I was out of work for a month. You've got to wear that when we go to medieval times. I want you wearing that front row sitting next to me. I need to grow my mustache back out if I'm going to rock that thing. Agreed. You should grow that anyways. Hey, uh, Tyler, we're going to need a picture from you wearing the Bryson hat sometime yeah. soon. I know you're excited cool. about that. Cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so I'm 0 for 3 on our mystery golfer, which means you guys have gotten it right every single time. So I tried. I'm not trying to make it completely impossible because I want it to still be sort of fair, but I'm trying to make it a little bit more difficult so I can get a point back on you. So for this week, the mystery golfer has seven career PGA Tour victories, has one major victory, has also won a Players' Championship, which, as we all know, is the fifth major. And the fourth clue, he has been a member of a Walker Cup, three President's Cup teams, and three Ryder Cup teams. I don't know how many people, how many players some of those stats would apply to um, um, like individually, but I'm sure there's plenty of guys who have been like Walker and President's Cup and Ryder Cup and stuff like that and have yeah. one major. But... Is he still active on the PGA yeah. Tour? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fairly, fairly well known. So one major, three Presidents Cup, three Ryder Cups. Okay. Seven, seven career wins. Yeah. Not those. I guess those don't include like the Ryder Cup stuff. Yeah. I guess the Ryder Cup's a good clue that it can eliminate a lot of the nationalities that he can't be. <laughs> exactly. Except like I there was something I heard something on the radio today, like ninety percent or forty of the top fifty players in the world golf rankings right now are from the Ryder Cup countries. So that would be like uh UK and United States. Well, and like all of Europe. Or yeah, yeah, sorry, not UK. Well, but it, it, yeah, it used to be just the UK um Is he American, Wes? He is American. Okay. And just so far, so you know, we've already had Rory, Adam, Scott, and Jordan Spieth as the other three that I lost. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to guess Stuart Sink. Is that everybody's final answer? Or are y'all discussing amongst yourselves? That's who all I can really think of who's got one major. It's been pretty dominant in the college level and the uh, uh, dominant with uh, Team USA. What um, major did he win? Um, I'm not telling you that. You told us that like 13 seconds ago. No, I didn't. I told you he's only won one. I will tell you that he has not won a Masters. It was not the Masters. So, the only, guys, the only reason why I say Stuart Sinks because he played at Georgia Tech and he was a pretty good college player. Is he trying to throw us off? What about Bryson? Bryson just won his first one. Could that be? Yeah, but Bryson's only played in one. Bryson hasn't been on the PGA Tour for six years, and he'd have to been on a Ryder Cup and a President's Cup team oh, sure. every year. Gotcha. Yeah. What about uh, – why has my name got Emily Gordon on it? What about, like, Webb Simpson or <coughs> – um, Webb Simpson's a good guess. Keegan Bradley. Keegan – yeah, but Keegan Bradley didn't play, like – Keegan Bradley played golf at St. John's. Like Walker Cups, like Walker Cup, is that you have to be in college? Or is it just no, you don't. You don't, but it's like it's like ninety five percent of the time you're. I'm good with Stewie Stewie Sink. Uh, I'm Stuart Sink or Webb Simpson. Um, God, yeah, I don't know. Tyler, Tyler's making me second guess. Um, I'm good with Sink. Stuart Sink's just been been on the circuit for a while. I know he's got a he won a he won the British Open in a playoff over Tom Watson. So Wes, what is it? Who are you going with? Stuart Sink. Stuart Sink. It is Webb Simpson. (laughs) That's exactly what I wanted to happen. That was perfect. When I said it, I was trying to look at your face. Good poker face. Thank you. I was trying to like look at all the other stuff around me to try not to look right at the camera when you said that. Oh man, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna look up Stuart Sinks. Stewie, Stewie. I mean, yeah. As soon as, as, soon as you said uh, Webb Simpson, I was like, that's another great. If I had said Webb Simpson's only major win was the U.S. Open, or was you it- want to give it away? Yeah, it was. It was at Olympic and uh, Olympic. I didn't realize he had been on three Ryder Cup teams. I knew he was on the last one. I think he yeah. – I think I read – there was a year that he skipped. It was like 14 or 12, 12, 16, and 18 maybe, something like that. Oh, you said he won a player. Scott, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, like so- it's hard to remember who's won players' championships other than like – Everybody knows Ricky's won one because that's the biggest tournament he's won. So, Stuart Sink has been on four President's Cup teams and five Ryder Cup teams. That's a lot. Well, good work. I'm fine. I'm glad I finally got it. Sorry. Moving on to our 
our Masters recap. I know we talked about some stuff already, but Tyler wasn't in here yet for all that, so we can really dig into our Masters stuff. Tyler, what'd you think? I wish I would have had a little more time to watch it. I mean, I did watch, I did watch a fair amount, but I wish I could have watched some more. Um, I don't dislike Dustin Johnson, but he's starting to be that player that I don't want to see win anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just, I like, I don't like in any sport a dominant team or a dominant player. I don't want the. I don't want the Steelers to win the Super Bowl every year. I, it's just not me. So I don't have any beef with the Steelers. I don't have any beef with Dustin Dustin Johnson, but I just don't want to. I don't like seeing it. I like having a chance for. And I mean, golf is one of the best sports where people do have a chance week in and week out, but I just like seeing different people win. I like, I like seeing different people win, but I like big names to win in majors. So, but I I completely see where you're coming from and not wanting the same person to win every single week. That would get a little boring. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Dustin Johnson's definitely going to have majors on his, uh, you know, on his resume. So, like, he's got to get them at some point, and by all means. But uh, that's just just kind of how I feel about it. I mean, I wasn't upset by any any stretch of the imagination. I think it's pretty crazy that less than six months ago he shot back to back eighties in a round or in a in a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Well he had that he had that bad back, but I mean that just proves how bad you know, an injury like that can mess up your game. But it's pretty cool to see him, you know, turn around that quick. Paulina. Well everyone keeps talking yeah, well Paulina A, but so He's such a good athlete. He's like so flexible. Like, yeah, I think they were. Tiger said something. Yeah, Tiger said something about how he's like kind of stepped up uh, game of golf and like how being like a golfer is like being an athlete when it did used to be like you know sought out that way. And he's kind of the other day about how they like they hold other players every year and he is every single year voted as the most athletic player on the PGA him and Gary Woodland yeah no it's like yeah you, you don't have to be a fat white guy to play golf you know he can be uh Dr. Rude nothing wrong yeah. with a fat white guy though oh no I agree 100% but but uh another quick question uh ESPN's uh golf show maddie and the caddy they were saying that dj is going to be the next player to win the career grand slam over rory and phil and speed do you all agree with that i think out of that group rory would be the only competition well i say that i i still think speed can turn around i don't think phil's won another major yeah that's what they're saying but but they were also saying, and I agree with this 100%, that DJ's won the two hard, hardest majors to win, the Masters and the U.S. Open. And Rory only needs a Masters. Yeah. The thing is, you could have you could have easily said that. Like, they were probably saying the same thing about Spieth when he was hot. It, it, can, it can turn like that. Like you said, a back injury and then, you know, 
Mm -hmm. And in a year, no way in hell DJ's winning another one. If you if you gave me those four and I had to pick one, I, I feel like I would certainly pick DJ. But Rory's only only has to win a Masters, and if he could stop shooting a seventy five in the first round every time, he would probably have a lot better chance. Like for a while there Sunday, I thought he was going to get back in it, but he mm. dug himself too deep of a hole. And Spieth, does Spieth only need one? He only needs Spieth a just Spieth just needs the PGA, but. He's not going to win out of Kiowa. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not a he's not a type of player to win out there. It's just it's going to be too windy and too long for him. And like DJ is probably going to be the favorite to win out there just because of his how he hits the ball, his ball flight, and his length. So, Tyler, what do you think about Bryson's performance? Risky man. He ran that mouth and didn't back it up. That's the best part of it. Yep, that's embarrassing. Well, maybe he learned. I For a while, after he won the U.S. Open and listened to his interviews, there was a little, little glimmer of hope for him, and I sort of started to like him a little bit. And then whatever, whatever hope he had in my eyes, he could sort of ruin this weekend. Yeah, and my whole thing with my whole thing with that was Wingfoot played so much harder than Augusta National did. But Bryson was on his A game all week. It's like you're not gonna be that good every week. You can't just expect uh he putted really well at Wingfoot and he did not put any type of well at uh, the Masters, so Yeah, you just can't expect it to be on your A game every week unless you're Tiger Woods from 2000 to 2005. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite parts of the weekend was Wes scrambling, trying to figure out whether he was going to make the cut or not. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was kind of like week 17, you know, when, when you're scrambling, trying to figure out all the scenarios, or the last week of college football when you're scrambling, trying to figure out who's going to make the – one of the scenarios to make the ACC championship game. That's what Wes was doing for Bryson. Like, well, if this guy makes birdie on this hole and this guy <laughs> birdies the next two holes, then Bryson will make it. I really was. I was scrolling through Twitter, seeing what everybody was saying. Like, I don't know where you're supposed to go to find out what is supposed to happen. So I just rely on other people to tell me. And I think I texted you guys. I was like, uh, two out of Jordan Spieth or – I don't even remember who the other two were, like Charles Howe the third and somebody else. Two of them have to birdie the last hole for Bryson to miss the cut, and I think one of them did. Jordan Spieth made like a thirty-foot putt to save par just to make the cut. But Charles yeah. Howe the third made the Charles Howe the third made the cut too. Yeah, Chucky three sticks. Chucky <laughs> three sticks. Oh. Uh, and then all, Rory played really well for the last three rounds, not so much the first one. And then Tigers 10 on number 12. Just think about that. And did you see that stupid stat that they said about Bubba Watson? Yeah, I did see that. No, what was that stat? Oh, Bubba oh. won the, ma the Masters. He The next year he got a 10 on hole 12 and next year he won the masters 
the Tigers obviously win the next year. I feel like they have every stat possible for Tiger Woods. Yes. Did it? Did that? Did I read somewhere that that a ten is his high score on any hole ever in tournament play? Yeah, they counted every hole he's ever had on the PGA Tour. And it was like he's played like 28,000 golf holes that he's never had a 10 before. And you get it on a 150-yard a par three. Yeah, yep. Well, it's, well it's, it's no easy par three. And well, in his – after he dropped and hit his third shot, his third shot landed probably yeah. six or eight feet on the green and spun back off into the water. Yeah. I don't have well, that that's, problem. That's the uh, – that's where Molinari choked. Yeah. Yep. And, like, I just remember seeing, like, they had a little hour-long documentary just the back nine of last year's Masters from Tiger won. And everyone they interviewed just talked about how nerve-wracking of a shot it is just because you either have to fly the green and you have – uh, up then downhill chip or you land it on the green and have the chance to spin back into the creek. So yeah. it's nerve wracking. Molinari too, ever since he choked on that hole two years ago, he has fallen off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he missed the cut this weekend, like five over or something like that. But he has not he actually he played well in the Ryder Cup with Tommy Fleetwood. But he has not been anywhere since then. Yeah. I guess that, but, uh, that sort of goes back to, like, Tiger's real dominant years when he was just intimidating to everybody. People just sort of crumbled. Yeah, and he doesn't really carry that anymore since he, like, jokes around and smiles and has fun, like – uh, whatever. I I like the new Tiger. Not, I guess not new, but I don't know. Nah. Yeah. Um, and I guess we, we can talk about all the other people that were up there for a while that were close. Nobody really finished that close. Cameron Smith was the only one probably that back nine on Sunday that had much of a chance at all. He he made the made masters masters history. He shot in the sixties all four days, first time ever. You called that last week too. I did, and then I I was pulling for Patrick Cantlay just because we had a, a whole segment shitting on his punchable face. I was kind of hoping he'd he'd stay in contention, but he he fell off as well. God, and after we had that whole rant about him, I saw his interview and I was like, this is like, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he is. The only, the but, only bad thing about him is he just looks pissed off all the time and I can't get over it. Well, he needs to like, I'm, I'm not too big into manscaping or like my physical appearance. I mean, I am a little bit, but like homeboy needs to do something about his eyebrows. They're <laughs> I just feel like he has random hairs sticking out of his face and it's on the upper portion around his eyes not even his eyebrows it just looks yeah. like there's spare hairs everywhere i've never noticed that he's uh, a weird looking dude 
<laughs> other than other than Cameron Smith, who hit two ridiculous shots out of the pine straw in a couple of those holes. Abraham Answer was up there for a while. He struggled from the very beginning of Sunday. And Sung J.M. was sort of in it, but not really. But he played well. Did you guys come across anyone who was like, yeah, I'm really hoping Sun J.M. pulls this one out? Did you come across anyone who's rooting for him? Uh, I knew one – I talked – I mean, I work with a bunch of people. And I talked to one guy – he was in a master's pool with like 150 people. And he had, I think they had it to like five different tiers of players, but he had DJ winning, but he had, uh, I forget what system they did, but he had DJ winning it all. But he, I forget how many people they picked out of whatever top scores you had out of players you picked, but he had M answer dj and uh probably i think justin thomas no he did not win um because his other picks weren't that great but it like going into sunday he was looking really good did anybody else every single time sung jm swung did you think your tv had gone into slow motion somehow nobody he does no, I mean, he does have that hitch in his swing, but. Every I mean, single time he started to swing, it takes like three seconds for him to get up to the top of his swing. And I thought my TV had messed up and then he went ahead and swung. It's pretty crazy how much club head speed he generates from taking it back that slow. And uh, what's his name? Does it? It's something similar. His, his paws are sort of at the top. Um, Hideki uh, Matsuyama. Yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe or uh, or um, Charles Barkley. Yeah. Speaking of Charles Barkley, so there are not really too many big tournaments coming up here until – I don't know. I don't even know when the next big one is. Um, there's one this week at – RSM at Sea Island. Yeah. Um, there you that's, go. It's going to be a good field too. Um, that's a, I think that's a Davis Love thing, right? He's putting that on. I think he lives there. Um, mm-hmm. And the next televised golf event after that is that the charity match that they're doing with Phil and uh, Steph Curry and, and who Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning, right? And Charles Barkley. It's Steph. <laughs> it's Steph Curry and Peyton Manning against Phil and and Barkley. I'm I'm excited to watch it because I think Peyton Manning is one of the funniest people on the planet, but. I, I don't want to watch Charles Barkley play golf. Are they doing alternate shot? Because that would be hilarious to watch him. I think part of it they are. I feel like they're probably doing something similar to what they did when Tiger played. Brady, I, I think they are because, like, Phil was talking shit. <laughs> he was like, Chuck will be fine. Because <laughs> Chuck and uh, Phil are playing together. <laughs> but if they're going to be mic'd up. It's going to be hysterical. Like, I love Charles Barkley. Uh, the NBA on TNT is the best sports coverage just because of Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley. Shaquille O'Neal would definitely – and Peyton Manning. I could live without Charles Barkley, but those two I can hang out with. Yeah. I like listening to Charles Barkley, but I feel like watching him play golf is going to, like, 
give me anxiety or something. I don't, I don't really get anxious about a lot of stuff, but stuff like that makes me uncomfortable. Watching people of, struggle through something like that makes me feel well, really weird. He used to be a good golfer. Like, he used to shoot the 70s, and he just developed that hitch, and he got fat and old. And I'll tell you Phil, what like, talks me. Go ahead. Oh, Phil talks about it, like, in the interview when he accepted, like, the bid or whatever. Where, where are they playing? Uh, probably somewhere in South Florida, I guess. Stone Canyon in Arizona. Oh, nice. Um, and that's, then, where Ch- that's where Chuck lives. <laughs> in climate. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, after that, the only thing they, they got, I think they go on their uh, West Coast tour for a while. So they're going to... They got Mexico, and then they're in Hawaii for two weeks, and then California, Arizona. Actually, they got Farmers Insurance open at Torrey Pines is the end of January. Then the next weekend is the Waste Management Phoenix open, which won't be any fun unless fans are allowed there. Then yeah, the that golf course isn't that great. Yeah, the the fans make that one, but yeah, the week after that's the Pebble Beach Pro Am. And then another Masters coming up in April. But so nothing too big for a while. I'm sure there'll be fun stuff to watch. Um, all right. So, Tyler, I don't know if I sent you the thing or not. but we're I'm looking it. at it. Okay. But I'm going to need to go soon. So can you get the important, the important stuff? Yeah, settle down. I got to go sit in the 23-degree weather in the morning. You go talk to a lady about her cat. Who do what? Never mind. <laughs> um, so we got a bunch of people we're gonna talk about and see if they uh see what we think about their prospects in the near future. Are we are we gonna base this on how we think they're gonna be playing, say like come April? At the next Masters, or just for for the next year? How are we doing it? For the or for the yeah, I mean, let's just say by the end of the 2021 season. So, so after, the, after the, four majors, yeah, four majors, and if they're European or American, the Ryder Cup. All right. Uh, and we're basing it on the World Golf Ranking, so. I only, I only listed eight of them. If somebody wants to talk about somebody else that I didn't put on there, feel free to. But DJ, number one in the world right now, where's he going to be at at the end of next year? It's going to be top three for sure. I'm putting my money on him to win at Kiwa, the PGA Championship, right now. Colin Shots. I, think he, I yeah. think he wins a major this year, another one. I don't, I'm not confident enough to say which one it's going to be, but I would, I would say he's. I'm sure he's the betting favorite right now for at least the next Masters in April. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and he, like everyone's picking him who lives around here because he's a South Carolina boy. But I mean, he's just got the game, man. He hits it long. He he's not too wild with any 
part of his game. I mean, sometimes he's not the best putter, but it's pretty consistent. It's hard to be. It's hard not to be consistent when you're swinging a tiger or a Taylor made spatter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking directly at you, Wes. I know you are. And also that mustache, man. You're looking at the mustache, I know. It's pretty nice. My dad told me today I needed to get rid of it. I don't ever dispute Big Daddy Dave. Brady, where do you think DJ's gonna be? Um I'm I'm worried about DJ, but nobody's nobody's talking about it. he's got a lot of time over the, the holidays here and if he's gonna be in his sock feet, we're gonna we're gonna have to worry about him. He's he's got a lot of time. He doesn't really <laughs> Paulina built a they built a big big single level house with no steps, so Yeah. The uh slip free zone. <laughs> There's socks from the hospital that have the rubber tread on the bottom of them, so he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. That would be the only way I could see him uh him coming down. But if you had to pick somebody to pass him, who would you pick? Where's where I need. I should have looked at the rankings. I Justin Thomas is who I would pick. Yeah, I'd say Justin Thomas or I mean Rory can turn things around like that. If I I just don't think he's likes golfing as much as he used to. I think he's more of a uh, off the course guy than he used to be. I would agree with that. And uh, I mean, I think Kepka's just kind of. On cruise control now. I mean, we all know he doesn't love golf that much. So, I'd say Justin Thomas. If you didn't know he didn't love golf that much, we will let you know. Uh, nobody said world number two, John Rahm. No, no confidence in Rahm. Tyler, you're a big Rahm guy. I mean, there's confidence there, but – Man, when you need him or want him to have a big week, he doesn't. And then when you're not expecting it, he does. So it's really just up up to him on how well that continues. He worked out he worked out all right with me this week, Tyler. Yeah, I saw that. Congratulations. Thanks, buddy. Brady, you were shaking your head about John Ron. I don't have a I don't have a problem with John Rom. Um, I think I did a lot of this in the Masters preview, but I I like it. I like envisioning things. I kind of look at John Rom like I look at uh, you know like Ohio State. Like Ohio State's always going to be the number two team, or they're going to be the number two seed in your NCAA bracket. I can't really see John Rom being the number one player in the world. He just doesn't have what it takes to be number one in in my mind. Well, and he, he was number one for a week this yeah. year. Yeah, we. Yep. Well, it's my mind. I mean, I he could he could have been number one for a long time, but just not in my mind. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that goes along with the guys. He, it's not. It's. I feel like it's kind of rare that a player gets number one and then loses it the next week. I think. I think it's going to be hard for a while to surpass Dustin Johnson as the number one. There. Oh, rock, rock. Sorry, Brady. Who, who was it for a long time there? It was like Tiger and somebody else were number one. And then there was like one random week where somebody took over. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do not. Um, oh. You're going to try looking it up? Oh, so 
I know David Duvall was number one in like 2000. For like a couple, yeah. <laughs> David Duvall and his gigantic sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Frame sunglasses. But also with Rom, like he is such a hothead. Like that's why DJ DJ like doesn't give a shit. Like he'll lose a golf tournament and he'll win the next week. Like Rom has that hangover. He's young. I mean he's like twenty six, twenty seven, maybe. Rom mm-hmm. he's younger than that. Yeah, I mean he's maybe twenty five even. Yeah, I bet I, he's probably twenty four, twenty five, but yeah, he's young. With the ASU. Big, he's I big house with Larry Fitzgerald. He's got what? He's friends. He's really good friends with Larry Fitzgerald. Larry I thought Fitzgerald. you said they, they, they live in a house together. Oh. Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald is a, uh, I don't know a big golfer. Yeah, they say he's a, uh, he's a sandbagger because he won the uh, – He's won the Pebble uh, Beach Pro-Am two years in a row, I think. Yeah, but he said his handicap was like a seven, and he shot like 74, 75. <laughs> The president of the United States says that too. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> back, back on the trip golf conversation. Number three in the world right now is Justin Thomas. And I'm, I've always liked Justin Thomas. I'm pretty optimistic. I think if anybody's overtaken DJ, it's going to be Justin Thomas. I like that pick. What? Can you edit it out that I'm about to leave? Probably not, but it'll be funny if it stays in. All right. I got to go. Have fun. See ya. See ya. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to I bring up one guy. We kept talking about golf bodies and a real masculine physique. Do you guys know who Harry Higgs is? Yeah. <laughs> Man titties. Brady, he's going to be your new favorite golfer. <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling him as we speak. Harry, Harry Higgs reminds me of, like, the, the Beef Johnston of America. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, unbuttons his buttons all the way down. and <laughs> he, he played a uh... – <laughs> Golf with Bryson in college. Really? <laughs> yeah, they put it, yeah that hole out picture. <laughs> well, and one of one of the fairly recent tournaments, he played well for a while, right? He was like no, a- this, no, because I brought up Stuart Sink. Stuart Sink beat him in the uh, playoff at the was it the Safeco Championship? Yeah, the Safeway. Safeway. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this guy is a specimen. And he's just gained weight since he's been on the PGA Tour. Like, he's in college. He was, like, you know, kind of. Not to uh, not to screw Abraham Answer out of anything, but I think we should start a movement to have Dale the caddy be Harry Higgs' caddy. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Dale and Abe get along. The Mexican and the Canadian make the dream team. <laughs> Can you imagine Dale smoking heaters behind Harry Higgs walking out <laughs> with the shirt on the button? Harry Higgs absolutely looks like he'd be smoking a cig. Like he looks like the guy that you'd go over to like a like a fraternity's 
house <laughs> on a Saturday, and he'd be the guy like smoking a cigar, manning the grill, doing like doing some pulled pork for you. That's what Harry. Did. <laughs> yep, I like the fraternity comparison. I think they start start comparing all these people to who they would be in the fraternity. That would absolutely be Harry Hink's job. Who, who is what's what's Brooks Kepka doing in the Fred house? Um, he's just being the boy. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> Brooks Kepka hangs out in the basement with no shirt on and a like bench press in two twenty five all day. Long. Yeah, with with the hottest girlfriend. <laughs> Push like hands laying on the floor beside him, and he like treats her like shit. That's Brooks Kepka. It's like, babe, go get. Um, so JT is three. Rory is number four in the world right now. Where are you at on Rory? Um, I think he's got a lot of golf left. I had originally posed this question as stock. So where they are now, who do you think would be a, a big mover, either one way or the other? Who would who would shoot up the rankings? Who would shoot down? I, I mean, Rory's played well, but I feel like I, I could I could see him making a downturn as well. I kind of agree with you. I, I think he. I'm actually surprised that he's ranked as high as he is in the world golf rankings. And I guess it, I don't know how they do that. I'm sure it's cumulative over a long period of time, but he, he really hasn't done much lately. I like him and I wish he would. I hope he wins a million more majors and finally wins a masters, but I don't listen to him talk. I, I don't think he, I don't think he really is in it like he originally was. He's married and has a kid now, and uh, priorities change over time. And I think some other things have moved up on the priority list. Not that he doesn't care about golf, obviously, but. It's like you could almost see him taking the, the route that Speed took. Like, you know, once he gets up that high and then he just kind of tails off and you, you almost forget about him. Like, remember that time when – Rory was one of the best players in the world. And Rory sort of not gone downhill, but it's been a gradual decline. It seems like Spieth went from winning majors to just can't find it right now. I mean, he was, he was like the, the favorite. He was the golden. He was the golden boy. Yeah. I mean, you obviously, you have to be good to win three majors. He won a masters. He's contended in some other masters. He won a U.S. Open, or yeah, he won a U.S. Open. He won the Open Championship with his crazy, crazy bogey save. But then he just something happened, and he can't figure it out right now. And it's weird to watch, but I hope he figures it out too. I'm a big speed fan. No, I mean he's he's easy to root for. Can't really hate the guy. I saw him, I guess it was his rookie year, saw him play at the Greenbrier. Um, I'm pretty sure it was his rookie. I don't think he was still an amateur. I think I think he was a rookie. But Spitza seems like a pretty cool dude. 
Um, yeah, it's too bad that they don't have that tournament anymore. No, it sucks. Um, I didn't. I didn't write down anybody else in the top five. I went straight to Bryson at number seven. And for me, I, as much as I hate to say it, I don't. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go up. He's gonna be a mainstay. Like I remember when he won the USAM, everyone said he was gonna have trouble going through. Uh, like the Nationwide Web dot com tour to get to the PGA Tour, and he proved everybody wrong. He made a Ryder Cup team like his second year. He's always kind of excelled more than everyone thought. Things so. that I don't like about him have nothing to do with his golf talent. I think he's good. I just hate, I just hate watching him play golf. It's just uncomfortable. It looks like he's just uncomfortable. Well, I think it's the perfect polar opposite of what we just talked about with Rory of, you know, got other things going on. Like, I don't think Bryson has anything else going on. Like, he's just – I imagine him sitting at home right now in a laboratory just thinking about what different club and what different swing he can make to, to get better. So I, I just don't see anyone like that. And I think away. he likes it that way too. I think he's fine with that. Yeah, but at some point you have to live up to your professional athlete stature. And, uh... It's just he, he, always, <laughs> I mean... he always seems to find himself in these situations where it's just easy to shit on him. No, it is, and like, like every you see, you see, you see everyone else with these beautiful women having a great time. Like they're all going out to dinner, they're you know, they're at tournaments or drinking wine. And I'm not, not like saying you have to do that, but it's like, dude, uh, it's pretty pretty easy to enjoy life off the course and be a PGA Tour player because literally everyone does it except for you. I just think he needs to live a little. That's all I'm saying. So Bryson wouldn't even be at the frat house. He's the guy like that's like studying. <laughs> I was going to ask where Bryson's at the frat house. Yep, not even there. He's in the he's in the library working on his golf squ- golf swing mechanics class. Um, the next one the next one I wrote down is the frat star Brooks Kepka. He's twelfth world golf rankings right now. You buying or selling Brooks Kepka? I bet Brooks wins one tournament that's on a major next year. That's it? I think that's it, man. He's only won uh, like three tournaments. He's won seven tournaments and four of them are majors. Three of them are other events. I think that's right. He's always up there, but... I would I would buy Brooks. I think he can pass some of these guys, Xander, Hatton, Reed. I don't know. It just seems like it comes pretty easy to him that all he has to do is put an ounce of effort in and to yeah, go well we number twelve. I you know, if I if I have to bet one way or the other whether he's gonna go down or up, I'd probably bet that he goes up from his current number twelve position. I I'm buying Brooks just because of that too, just because I think he's he's lower now than where he probably should be. I don't know that he's ever going to get to number one or anything like that just because, I don't know, one, it's hard to get there. And he's, yeah, he's won a few of those majors. But like William says, he those are the tournaments that he's won. He admittedly says he doesn't really care about the other tournaments. He prepares for the majors, and that's about it. So 
that sort of mindset going into it's going to be hard to get way up there but as good as he is just raw talent wise I find it hard to believe that he's going to stay at 12. Yeah no exactly and we're talking about athletes like he's another guy who's one of the better athletes on tour and he always comes in the second or third on that list of the tour guys behind DJ and and you yeah, know he just talent to do it. The U.S. Open is extremely hard to win, wherever it is. Just the way they set it up, and he's won that twice. So. Twice, yeah. William, just for you, Abraham answer is twenty second right now. Uh, I hope he gets top ten, man. He's like I said, he's easy to pull for. Like, he's not super long off the tee, but that. His his game's fun to watch. Uh, his caddy's great. Dale. We need to get Dale. Yeah. We need to get Dale in here for real. Um, yeah, Abe and him both wear a tequila company on their hats. Uh, Abe is like a, a part owner of the tequila company, I believe. Or something. Yeah, he's, Abe's. He's affiliated with it, I know. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's. He's from Mexico. Uh, he played golf at Oklahoma, but, yeah, he's from Mexico originally. So, he's just a likable guy with a likable caddy. Brady, you buying Abe and Dale? William sold me on Dale. You know, he's he's giving me stock advice. I'm, I'm buying what William's telling me to. <laughs> I might go down with William, but we'll, we'll go down together. Do you think we could get – we could get Dale and Dewey to have a caddy face off. I mean, let's try it. I'm, I'm about to DM Dale right now and ask if he wants to be on the podcast next week. <laughs> you, you 100% should. Tell him we'll send him a Robert Some hot dogs and nicotine. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see any reason he would say no to that. Um, last one I wrote down is Tiger, who is 33rd right now. Are you buying Tiger for the next year? How old well, is this? 48? No, Tiger's like 43. 43? 44. So it'll be 45 in December. Yeah. It's hard for me to buy stock in a 44-year-old with, with a history of you know, everything. In- if anybody could do it, it'd be him. Yeah, I I would agree with that part. I think if anybody is going to string a couple together, it's Tiger, but I don't think he plays enough or cares to play enough anymore to really improve his ranking that much. I mean, it it's not going to surprise me if he goes out and sneaks out another major. I don't know that I would bet a whole lot of money on it. But I don't I don't think it would be terribly surprising if he did that, but I don't I don't see him jumping up a whole lot in any world rankings. Yeah, I think he's kind of realized well also I think that COVID has probably hurt his career more than anything because after his masters win last year, everyone was like he can still catch Jack. I don't know more than anything. I think there's some other things that hurt his career pretty bad. But. Oh, I know, but like that 
six months or whatever that shut everything down. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's well, he more than that. It was over a year before, you know, there's another major. So, uh, I mean, time is not on his on his side. So, uh, how much money would you feel comfortable betting right now that Tiger would win another major? I mean, I'd bet thirty bucks. <laughs> Gun to your head, he wins one or doesn't win one. For your, for your I would, life. I would, I would say he doesn't win one. Um, if I'm but, if I'm betting with my head, I would say he doesn't. I hope he, yeah. I, I hope he does, but I, I'm not that optimistic about it. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. But, <laughs> but like he's like, I mean, just going back to where I work once again. Sorry to talk about that again, but he played great 2012, and he's one of those guys that could do well there. Um, I mean, he's still pretty long off the tee, and he's got every shot in his repertoire. So, and we talked about Rory earlier. Mm-hmm. Rory won. No, Rory, yeah. I mean, everyone you talk to, he's setting the golf course up. They're saying DJ, Kepka, Tiger, and Rory. So, there's nobody seen Bryson. Well, I don't think anyone likes Bryson. <laughs> uh, y'all got anybody else you want to throw, throw I out? I just wanted to, to note, like, they got a column here at the end of 2019 where you finished where you are now. Colin Morikawa, 65 in 2019, is now number five. Daniel Berger, 154, is now 13. Matthew Wolf, 117, is now 14. Is there anybody you guys see probably below top 20, 25 that you think could, could jump up into, into the top here? No, I was actually going to throw that out. I, don't, I didn't remember if I added that in there when I sent it to you or not, if I added it later. I actually put in somebody outside of the top 50 to jump up somewhere, and I, that's what I sent you a picture a minute ago. But either way, somebody that's not in the top we'll, – we'll do top 25 since you're looking at that right there. Well, I'm going with Harry Higgs right now. <laughs> I had a couple that I was actually going to say. Um, Will Zalatoris, who's been on the Corn Ferry Tour, is his name that a bunch of people are talking about. Uh, Sebastian yeah, he's, has, I don't know anything about him, but I've seen his name up there a lot recently. Um, and Cameron Champ, I think. I was going to say Cameron Champ. Because he played fairly well at the Masters. He played well at the U.S. Open, too. Um, He's a great player, man. Dylan Fratelli played played really well at the Masters, and I think he's the name people are talking about. How about this jazz guy? He's 24. Jane (laughs) Watananananananander. I feel like he he's he's just got a name that's gonna stick around. He might not really actually do anything, but just will will kind of be Jane lingering. Watanan. Jazz Jane Watananan. I'm I'm just hoping that Harold Varner the third becomes a stud on tour. He's uh, been really close through a couple rounds. He just hasn't seemed to have been able to put four rounds together. Yeah, he hasn't qualified for the Masters yet. Um 
I think he's played in every other major that he has. So, and those uh, those names that you just mentioned, Brady, those three. Daniel Berger is a pretty consistent player and seems to every every tournament he plays in, he's always up there at the top. And he won, um, he won earlier this year. I don't remember which tournament. He won the RBC. No, Webb Simpson won that. Daniel Berger won the week before that, or he's he beat um Morikawa when he missed that putt. Yeah. So, and Daniel Berger's playing the Masters in April. I think he's the name to watch too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, I don't think he's played in a Ryder Cup, but he's played in a President's Cup and he's, I mean, he's, he's just a stud. He just kind of fell off for a little bit. I don't know if he was injured, but ever since he left school at Florida State, he's been a pretty solid player on tour. Now, how about the other way around? If you had to pick somebody that's in the top 25 that's going to drop out of it, who would you pick? I got to pull up the top 25. Hold on. Do you have one? I, I don't have a top 25 in front of me. Uh, let's see. Somebody to fall. I wish I could say DeChambeau, but. I was about to say that. Um. Daniel Berger's only played in one President's Cup. I thought he played in the Ryder Cup. I mean, I could take the the easy answer and say Jason Kokrak. He's twenty fifth right now, and he just he just won it, won his first tournament. I don't. I feel like that's the easy way out. But I mean, about, somebody a little higher up, maybe about Adam Scott at 15. He's 40 years old. I feel like he's he's always kind of hung around. Like Father Time's got to come get him eventually, right? I'm, yeah, I'm actually yeah, but but I still, but like with his game, he's like so good on the greens, like he's going to do well. And I'm going to go back to last week when I said Tony Finau has not won since 2016. <laughs> I would say maybe same thing, getting up there in age, maybe Louis Oosthuizen or Paul Casey, just for that same reason. I mean, they're 20th okay. and 23rd. Both played well at the Masters. I don't know if they play in enough tournaments maybe to stay in the top 25. I don't know. But there's a lot of people right there around it, like, like Cameron Smith's going to be moving up. Scotty Scheffler is going to be moving up. Mark Leishman played great at the Masters and Virginia Beach. I mean, he had a great, yeah, he had a great weekend. And our boy Harris English at thirty six. I don't know where Bill Borschel is. Fortieth. <laughs> Bill Borschel. Evil Bill Borschel. Billy Borschel's evil twin, Bill Borschel. Uh, Jason Day's played well. He's probably going to move up. He's 42nd. I don't know. Um, I'm going to stick with Tony Finau. I like the guy, but like I said, I mean, he always finishes well. He's always like top 15, which is all that this is really matters, you know. If you're finishing top 15 in these events, you're going to Top fifteen, top twenty. You're gonna just to you're avoid, gonna rack up some points. Just to avoid 
picking the number 25 person. I'll take Louis Ustazen, who's 20th right now. That's a good pick. If you if you asked me where I thought he was ranked, I definitely wouldn't have told you that he was number 20 in the world. I, mean, he, I wouldn't either. He I know he's steady all the time, but I didn't think he was good enough to be top 20. Yeah. Well, I was reading online. Apparently, he hates playing golf. Like he doesn't – I mean, he enjoys it, but he doesn't like practicing. And uh, he only plays in so many events a year or so. Yeah. He's yeah. He's not going to be playing at the RBC Heritage or the Wells Fargo. There's a lot of surprises if you look through the list where they are to me. I'm surprised Justin Rose isn't top twenty-five. I mean, he's right outside, but I don't know. anybody got anything else? Nope, just uh, Wes, you need to put a bug in. Is Ed Armantrout still the pro at Vista Lakes? Yeah, but I don't know who he is. He's just the short guy who's got all buttons buttoned up. I'll see if he's there tomorrow. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just tell him we're having a tournament there in December. Yeah, just, yeah, just bully him. He's the shorter guy. What? Are we gonna are we gonna have enough people? What's what's the, the format we're gonna do here? We'll see how many people we get. We might do like a two versus two scramble. See how everybody does. I bet we could get twenty to thirty people easily. Yeah, if we advertised, I think we would there. And I, like honestly in December, I think we could just book a bunch of tea times in a row and be fine. Yeah, we'll get Behers pre owned to sponsor it. There we go. First Tears <laughs> podcast sponsored by Mahers Pre-Owned Vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to keep building out our, our uh, golf frat house that we, we started building. I think that needs to be a, a theme that we keep keep going on. Over the- keep a running list. When I listen to this tomorrow, I'll, I'll write down who all we, we put in there, see who we need to Harry, add. Harry Higgs is the favorite guy so far. <laughs> Man in the grill. I want to. I want to find the right person who sits at the door at the parties at night with the list, telling people whether they can come in or not. But I need the right person for that. I think it's going to be Bubba Watson. That's that's my right now. That's I'm, I don't know. I think it has to be kind of a social guy that can kind of flip a switch real quick. I think Bubba could be cool to some people, but then he could just get really mad and be a dick and not let a bunch of people in. I think Harold Varner III is going to work the door. Oh, he's Harold Varner III. He's the he's the uh, the life of the party guy. Oh, I know, but he's going to start start up, out out at the door, then work his way into the party. But he had that rant about the hoodies on the PGA Tour, man. Dustin Johnson's the guy that's up on like the fourth floor in his room by himself, just smoking weed all night, <laughs> yep. Yep. or doing other things. <laughs> And you know Harold Barter just has like a desk full of dip cans for you. Just like <laughs> empty dip bottles all along his windowsill. We need to we'll uh, we'll start sending out invites to these guys for the, the first tea jitters frat house. I love it. All right, boys. Well, I enjoyed it as always. Do we do we have a date for our first hibachi review?
Where are we meeting? Thanks for listening to us this week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at first underscore T Jitters. If you're interested in learning anything about bourbon, be sure to check out the Barrel Brothers podcast available on Spotify. That's the Barrel Brothers, available on Spotify and any other podcast network.